Hey folks, Pastor here. I'm so glad that you're with us and we've got some special guests here with us. Uh, Josh and Ruth Lovegrove. They are missionaries to Ethiopia. How you guys doing? We're doing very good. Glad to be with you all, at least by way of technology. Right. Um, just so glad that they are able to be with us and uh, just like to hold a little bit of a conversation with you, see how you're doing, um, find out about the ministry. Uh, just got a wonderful report from you guys here uh, concerning what's going on there yes. and um, wonderful things. I, I would like you to just, both of you, just uh, give us a couple things that have been going on and uh, then I'd like to know how we can continue to help you uh, and encourage you guys uh, in your ministry. So uh, Josh and Ruth, why don't you just uh, talk to us a little bit about what's going on in Ethiopia and uh, what the Lord has been doing there. Absolutely. So we've been in Ethiopia the last few years and just got back from the field about two months ago here. And we've been traveling on our first furlough here, but we're just praising the Lord for what he's done, really. Uh, we, we often will quote Jeremiah 33, 3. Yeah. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And that's definitely what we've been doing, calling out to God and he's done what he says he will do. Great and mighty things that we can explain. And that's our life verse for my wife and I. And so we've been, you know, immersed in a new culture, a very different world, uh, you know, no fast food there, and a lot of different uh, conveniences maybe we have here in America, water on, water off, electricity on, electricity off. Uh, but, you know, God is the same there as he is here. And Amen. his word still works and his spirit still works. And we're just praising God as we've been learning a new language and finding a new church there. Uh, just seeing people saved and baptized and discipled. And we just stand back really amazed at all God has done. Ruth, how has the transition been for you? You know, being a mom yes. and uh, the only girl, right? That's right. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, three boys, three J's. They do a good job treating me like a princess. So. <laughs> good uh, deal. But yes, yes, the only girl. So uh, the transition has been great. In fact, we struggled a lot uh, starting our furlough and leaving Ethiopia was very difficult, even for our children. I, uh, on our way to the airport, leaving our house, I looked back into the back seat there and I saw my children. Each of them had tears in their eyes. To leave was very, very difficult. We love our people there. We love our church. And uh, to see the Lord working and moving amongst the people, uh, it, it's, so, it, it's so exciting. But, you know, this is something that we had to do as missionaries. We need to renew our visa and paperwork and all of that. Sure. Um, we were just encouraged to see our very first Sunday away, the, the Lord was working despite the fact that we weren't there. Work goes on. Yeah, uh, He doesn't need us. We just have the privilege Absolutely. of being involved, right? Yes, Absolutely. Uh, we yeah. receive the blessings. Yes. Amen. Uh, some of the things that you guys have uh, you guys have been involved in, I mean, you guys have been busy. You're not, I mean, you know, it's just amazing to be able to see uh, your prayer letter and what God has been doing. You know, you held your first VBS, 60 kids, had seven kids saved. Yes. Uh, that, that is awesome. Uh, you hired a, a full-time staff member. Yes. So what's going on there? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, the Lord has just been so good to us. My parents, of course, for those who don't know, were missionaries in Ethiopia over 20 years right. ago for a short time before a war started there and, and terrorism and so on, we had to leave. But that's what God used to originally call me to go back to Ethiopia as an adult. So we prepared for that for many years and then went, uh, you know, here a few years ago. Well, a good friend of ours, Pastor Burhanu, who sponsored my parents into the country back in the 1990s, well, still is pastoring today, 
and he That's is true. he is my Ethiopian father, I okay. call him, and my Ethiopian mentor and friend. And he's just been such an encouragement and blessing to us. Well, there was a young man in his church who'd gone to engineering school for five years to college, had graduated and had you know a great GPA and towards the top of his class. But he really didn't even know if he wanted to be an engineer. We didn't know that at the time. He's 23 years old. And I was preaching at Pastor Brown's church, preaching through the book of Ecclesiastes, verse by verse. And this older man usually translates for me. But one Sunday I got there and he said, hey, this is a young guy. His name's Danny. And he's going to translate for you today. It's his very first time ever translating. Oh, so my. I said, hey, Danny, <laughs> uh, how you doing? You know, Welcome to the Mission Field. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah. So I said, that's great. So. Danny got up there and he did an excellent job translating for me and I took him out to eat after our family with his dad and we just started to think, you know what, we've been praying for God to lead us to the right person to be our translator and intern, someone who'd have a heart for the ministry and so on. And so I got a hold of his pastor and talked to his pastor I said, talk to your parents, let's pray about this. And over about a two to three month process, the Lord confirmed in our hearts to have him come and he lives now in the church. We live right next door to the church and he's like a little brother to me and like the older brother uh, for our three boys and so we say he's part of our family and he's now feels that god's called him to be a pastor amen so we're training him up to be a wow. pastor and he said he said to me recently you know we we communicate through whatsapp and social media uh every week just every few days and so on he said the old danny would have responded this way to this person saying this but the new danny responds this way after a year. He's grown so much spiritually That's and great. he's running things while we're gone, just doing an excellent job and we're we're so excited about that. That's that's wonderful. Now you guys, uh, you planted, I guess, or you helped in the process of seeing the first Baptist church planted in that area. Yes. Uh, and, and now, did you spearhead that? How did how did that all work? And Ruth, I'd like to know, what was your involvement in that? Um, right. So why don't you give us a little bit of you? The only thing I'm concerned about is you named the International Baptist Church. <laughs> I prefer Open Bible Baptist Church. So I mean- It's close. Yeah, it's close. Okay, all right, 75% right. there, you know. We got the Bible Baptist Church there in there, right? There Somewhere, so. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and then Ruth, tell us about what your involvement was in that. Yes, yeah, so again, we were in Ethiopia, my family of six, over 20 years ago. Well, there was a missionary that my parents worked with there named Don Saibon. And uh, Don and Phyllis Saibon were missionaries for like 40, 50 years in Ethiopia. Well, I got a call a couple of years ago from a guy in Vancouver, Canada named Robel, who's an Ethiopian guy I've never met in my life. But he got my information somehow from another missionary and said, hey, God has led me to Vancouver, Canada, and I'm in a good Baptist church up here. Uh, but I really have a heart to reach my people um, with the gospel. And I found out you're going to my country. I've never met a missionary in Ethiopia. And so we became good friends. And through that friendship, he said, hey, I have a three-story house that I just built. And I don't really know why I built it. But it <laughs> took about eight to 10 years to build. It's just what you do if you're diaspora, one of the Ethiopians that goes abroad, you build a house. So he built that house. And he said, basically, you can have it. Just use it for your wow. church. So. That's how we ended up in our area. And we're not working directly with any other missionary. So yes, we spearheaded and planted this pioneer first Baptist ever Baptist church in our area named Legatafo. And we have Bibles in, in the national language of Amharic, as well as the local language of our area, Oromo. And so we have also people from the three largest, most well-known ethnic groups in the country. And I think we have at least four or five languages uh, represented in our church first languages. And God's just been really good to us, former Muslims, former Orthodox. Wow. 
we've been able wow. to see just God do great mighty things there. So it's been pretty amazing. So Ruth, what was, where's your story and all of this here? Well, for the Big first <laughs> for the first year being in Ethiopia, you know, my husband did a lot of preaching at different churches, and uh, you know, we we traveled quite a bit around the city to different Baptist churches as we kind of got our footing and uh, figured out where God wanted us to be. And uh, although the missionaries there and national pastors are doing a fantastic job, um, I noticed that. Uh, there wasn't a lot specifically for the kids. Mm -hmm. Although right. there's so many kids and they just want a place to belong. They want, uh, they're hungry for the word of God. And so I knew very early on that as the Lord led us, I, I wanted to make our kids program um, a highlight for mm -hmm. our kids. And I wanted to make it very special, a clean, safe environment where the kids could come and feel like they were loved, not only by the Lord, but that our family and our church really made them a priority. Because in the Ethiopian culture, very often kids are dismissed. Mm. Um, they're kind of not the primary thought. Many people are in survival mode, a lot of poverty. Wow. Wow. Um, and so a lot of the kids that we have just come on their own. Mom and dad are in the picture, maybe not, maybe they're working. Everyone is just in survival mode. And so to a lot of those kids, we are kind of a family yeah and so we just wanted to love on them and we wanted our facilities to be clean and safe and upbeat and exciting and so what I've developed is a kids program where we have a memory verse uh, a challenge each and every week uh, so that keeps the kids coming we have a real exciting Bible program and then we transition into a craft time as well each and every week that is huge for the kids Absolutely. because most of them don't even own a box of crayons, wow. you know, and so anything that we can provide for them is uh, exciting because they don't get to do it at school there. They don't really have resources like that at home. Sure. And so, um, in fact, and I'll make this brief, uh, one of our families, one of our real faithful families invited us into their home to have a meal shortly before we left the furlough. And when we walked through the unfinished room that they live in, um, what was up on the wall? Every single craft that the kids had ever made in my kids' class. Wow. And that was so. literally the only thing they had to decorate the house with. They were so proud of the crafts that they had done. And so wow. I just um, I want you guys to know that you get to be a part of that each and every week. So. Um, with your giving and your prayers and your your, your support. So. Yeah, that that's exciting. That Lots that's great changed. to hear. That really is. And let me encourage you, folks. You know, um, with our many missionaries, uh, we need to continue to faithfully uh, support them uh, through prayer, uh, through words of encouragement uh, via uh, email and things like that. But also financially, um, they're hit as well. And. Uh, we need to do our best to continue to be able to support them so that that way we can be able to hear stories like this. And we don't know the impact that we're having on eternity. Uh, only God knows that. Uh, but if we're faithful to do our part, I can guarantee you uh, God's going to be faithful to do his part and making sure that hearts are softened towards uh, the things of the Lord. Um, but with that said, let me tell you just some of the things that um, uh, God's been doing here through the Love Groves in Ethiopia. Uh, you started a Bible Institute. Yes. Uh, you had four men complete the, the first course. Uh, you saw over 130 people come to know the Lord as their Savior uh, from different people groups, 
yes. different religions, including Muslims, yes. Orthodox, yes. Uh, just just wonderful. Um, there are watching. Uh, there, there are uh, eight that, that uh, are watching, including the uh, two oldest sons and six Ethiopians who have uh, gotten baptized. I guess. Yes. Uh, so that's a, that's a wonderful and thing. More waiting when we get back to make sure they understand everything. Already saying we want to know. We want to be part of the church. We want to get baptized. So right, because understanding is, is a major part of it. Making yes. sure. Yes. You from the backgrounds any, they come exactly, from, especially. Exactly. Making sure that they understand that this isn't salvation. This is just a representation. Right. Absolutely. And they're very confused there because it's such a religious country. Sure. Um, number one most religious country in the world, according to a survey a few years ago. Wow. Ninety-eight percent of Ethiopians say we take our religion very seriously. So you have wow. to get through all that religious religiosity in their head just to get them to make sure understand what salvation is and then also what baptism is right. and so on and a lot of basic discipleship goes on every week one-on-one -on -one, uh, you know bible studies and and the preaching and teaching verse by verse so we can see these people become disciples who make disciples that's right. our whole goal great whole prayers um you also in your newsletter you put that you had over 500 guests to your church in the first year. Yes, that is <laughs> incredible. Let me know what you're doing so we can do that here. I mean, that that's phenomenal. That that is just so great. Uh, you had three Sundays where you had over a hundred in attendance. Yes, and you handed out about twenty thousand invites. Uh, yes, tracks. over the past and, few years. Yes, man, that's, that is great. That's what we said from the beginning. Was when when we started the church, I determined from the very beginning. I believe if we will be obedient to do simply do what God's called us to do in the most basic things, go into all the world and Amen. preach the gospel Amen. to every creature, every person, we said that's going to be a non-negotiable. We're going to go out every week with the gospel. We're going to have some form of outreach, and usually that's going out with gospel tracts in the two languages of our area. And a lot of people aren't happy about that. One guy from another church recently had a Muslim man punch him in the face and knock out a bunch of his teeth from just passing out a tract to him. And you know, we have tracks ripped up in our face sometime, and I've been sprayed with water. I think it's the worst persecution I face, and it's nothing. Uh, but we just have a smile on our face again to be able to share, you know, the reason uh, why why we exist is to know Jesus Christ and to make him known Amen. and to train up others to serve him. So we just been so blessed and we absolutely love our home there. We wish we could get on back on an airplane today and go back. It's just not possible with the visa situation and this pandemic thing right now. Uh, but please continue to keep our church and our ministry in prayer as they face these times. Pray it would strengthen them and grow them, just like Amen. hopefully it'll grow us here to become more like Jesus Christ. And, prayer, so. and I just want to wrap this up real quick, but I'd like to find out from the both of you, what can we do as Open Bible? Not as a general, you know, but what can we do as Open Bible to continue to help you, support you, encourage you? What would be something that, that we could do uh, for you folks and to be able to help the folks in Ethiopia? Yes. Prayer is huge. Uh, you lift us up that way. Um, we feel it even when we're not there, when we're here, we feel it. Um, you know, as all of you have dealt with disappointments because of this pandemic, we've had one right after the other as a lot of our meetings, meetings with churches like this that support us in new churches, as, as meetings are canceled, we are um, having to change plans and, you know, that's, that's difficult, a lot of challenges in these days and in the days ahead, but 
the Lord knows and he's got us right where he needs us to be. So pray that the Lord would use us as we travel and as we make decisions and as we meet people and encounter others that no opportunity to share the gospel would pass us by. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say just pray for us as we are expanding the Bible Institute. We really want to train up people and young men and families who know what they believe, why they believe it, and then can go out and share it with others. Because our whole goal is to see churches that multiply and continue in Ethiopia, Ethiopians reaching Ethiopians, uh, one day when we're gone, when we, you know, the Lord's taken us home, if that be the case, whatever it may be, we want those works to go on and not be dependent on the missionary. Right. That was one of the most exciting things. The first Sunday we were gone, our church passed out, I think, almost 300 tracks had wow. two families that we've helped reach who invited their neighbors who came to church and we had two people saved the first time we were gone from our church. And that was one of the most exciting wow. days of my life, not being there but the work goes on because it's not dependent on us. Right. It's dependent on the Holy Spirit of God working in and through us to train up others who then have the Holy Spirit as well, just as much as we do. Honored. We're honored that uh, you would partner with us. We're glad and I'm proud that uh, you're one of our missionaries and you're part of the team here and uh, we just need to be faithful to continue to hold the ropes right and to support them and in just a few moments I've asked uh, Josh to be able to open up the Word of God to be able to share with us and uh, I'm sure that you'll be blessed so uh, don't tune out stay tuned in as we're going to be able to hear from uh, Josh Lovegrove our missionary to Ethiopia as he shares the Word of God God bless you and uh, as soon as we can, we're looking forward to getting back together uh, with you. Have a great day.